on Father's Day a few years ago, I went to church and heard a very common Father's Day message. And it could be summed up in one sentence. Fathers, you suck. You know, on Mother's Day, the message typically is, Moms, you're the greatest. And we need to do a better job appreciating you. Yes, some dads aren't doing right by their families. But how about as a society, we start to encourage and honor those dads who do. Welcome to your parent-teacher conference, where a 24-7 parent and full-time teacher discusses issues and concerns from both points of view in an attempt to bridge the gap for the sake of kids. So relax, grab a coffee or other comfort drink, and let's talk about it. Welcome again to your parent-teacher conference. This is Coach Cullen, your host. Just want to thank people again for reaching out to me and encouraging me on this. If you'd like to do that or have a question, a concern, an idea for a future podcast, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. As you see, I'm a little heated today about how society portrays fathers as if they're unnecessary. Really, it's something that hits me every so often, but the purpose, the reason why it hit me and that I'm responding to this is that recently I checked out my daughter's freshman year curriculum for high school, and I noticed this reading will be assigned to her. It's called 10 Things I've Been Meaning to Say to You by the adolescent author Jason Reynolds. Now, for the most part, it's pretty solid stuff. It talks about how kids should be themselves, should be proud of themselves, should take risks to speak up on what they believe. And I commend Mr. Reynolds for it. But there is one, one of his 10 things is, has a glaring, well, let me read it to you and you'll see what's missing. All right. So here we go. Number five, speaking of mothers, text yours, a simple, I love you goes a long way. She's trying. She's always trying. What's missing? How about saying, I love you? To dad. Now, some people may say the audience he may be writing to, there's a lot of fatherless homes. But if this is going out, like my community, that is not a major issue. Not saying that there aren't fatherless homes, but the majority are two parent households. And I really believe that, in a sense, this is an unconscious bias. I mean, people like throwing this term around unconscious bias. So here's one. It's an unconscious bias against fathers. And like I shared in the beginning about the father, typical Father Day sermon, which goes after dads by, for not being good enough. Yes, fathers should step up. 
But there are a lot of us dads, and if you're listening, you're a dad, you probably, you probably feel the same way, that are stepping up, that need to be encouraged in stepping up. Back in the 50s and 60s, right, when you watched a TV sitcom, the dad was always the voice of authority. The dad always tried to make things better. He was somebody that probably was really out of our reach, like Mike Brady. I can never be as perfect as Mike Brady. But it showed us what the proper role of a dad should be, even though it's like, that, here's perfection. You may not, like the whole Vince Lombardi quote, right? Aim for perfection. You may not reach it, but when and you're aiming for it, you'll find excellence. Be like Mike Brady. You may not reach it, but you'll find that you'll be an excellent dad in trying to be a perfect dad. Today, dads are portrayed on TV shows and movies as the dumb ones, as the doofuses. You, and there, I think the reason for this is you never have to worry about dads being offended that they call for the show to be canceled. And dads take it. We take it well. We can laugh at it. But at the same time, I think it promotes an image of fathers that is unrealistic, not just unrealistic, but also not encouraging. And I'm not saying that every show, again, I'm not saying that shows should be canceled, that create that show the dads as dumb and they don't really know what they're doing, out of touch. It's, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we should see shows that show the opposite. We, sh you know, everybody talks about different perspectives. I think sometimes it's a good thing to show dads in a leadership role, not in a domineering way, but one that shows love for his wife and love for his family. Again, like Mike Brady. The other thing I realized when I was reading through this 10 things I, I've been meaning to say to you by Jason Reynolds is, well, what does he mean 10 things I've been meaning to say to you as if he actually knows his readers? He doesn't know. I mean, he might know some of them. He might have met some. He knows people in his inner circle that may have kids who have read his stuff. But he really doesn't know the reader. But yet the title acts like he does. And again, I get it. He's trying to encourage kids to, again, stand up for themselves. But as a parent, it reminds me, there are voices out there encouraging your children. Some of those voices aren't encouraging them in a good way. Some of the voices are looking to divide your family, expressing different values and cultural norms than the one that you've spent your life instilling in your children. And you should have a voice at the table. Heck, you should have, as their parents, the most important voice at the table. So I would encourage you to do what I did. I wrote my own 10 things I've been meaning to tell you. Now my daughters, one is, as I said, entering freshman year in high school. My other daughter is entering middle school. So I thought this was a perfect time to write this up and read it to them. And my plan is, is that I will read this at the beginning of every school year to them until they graduate and go to college. Throughout the year, I may remind them of one of the 
points in the 10 points. Now, what I'm going to do, if you would like a copy of this, I am going to post it on my website, coachcullen.com. So feel free to go to coachcullen.com. You'll see the whole thing written up. I'm going to read it to you. Feel free to read it to your own children or make modifications to it or create your own. Make it more personal. Take the time to think through what are 10 things that are important for my child to know as they go to school, as they live life. What are the values that were instilled with you that you know are golden? One thing I'll say as I read through this, and you'll see it if you go to coachcullen.com and read the document, several of the points express our Christianity. That is something we deeply value in our family. We find that important and drives everything in life. We don't do it perfectly, but that is our code of conduct that we believe displays our love to God. Again, this was not written for a wide audience, although I'm sharing it with a wide audience. This was written specifically for my family. My 10 things are going to be different than your 10 things, but hopefully this sparks some ideas in you. So here we go. 10 things I've been meaning to tell you for my daughters. One, develop good friendships. Here is how you will know a good friend. Good friends do not pressure you to do something that you believe isn't worth the risks or against your beliefs. Good friends care for you enough to tell you things you don't want to hear, but need to hear. Be a good listener and be willing to share tough things with them if you truly want what is best for them. Two, most of your teacher's passion will be to share their love for their subject with you. However, you will find a few who will not care. A few who believe they are doing good in having you question our family's values and culture. And some, you'll wonder if they even like kids. Seek out the many who love their subjects and care for you enough to respect you and your family's cultural beliefs. Some of that group will be among the toughest teachers because they want you to be your best. If you don't understand something with that teacher, ask them for extra help. You will quickly discover the tough, passionate teachers are also tough on themselves. They want their students to understand and have a passion for learning and are willing to put the time in with you to make it happen. Number three, don't fall for fads and manipulation. Don't make a decision based on fear of what could happen or that you may miss out or you won't be, quote, one of us. People like to manipulate others by playing on their emotions. Be thinkers. Many people have gotten seriously hurt because they have acted rashly. If something is that good, it will give you time to think before you do it or believe it. If something is truly good, it will not seek to quiet your questions or concerns. And if you do make a bad choice, it's not someone else's fault. It's your fault. 
Too many people seek to blame others for their sins. Own up to it. No one is perfect, including your parents. Number four. People will tell you that you need to be an anti-racist, involved in social justice, or be an ally. Those words tend to be just political labels. Politics should be something we do, not something we are. Don't strive to be identified with a label. It isn't race, gender, ethnicity, etc. that makes us different, but what we believe. So instead of labeling yourself as your source of goodness, just act good. And the best way to do good is to follow these two things that have stood the test of time. Do unto others as you would want them to do to you. And be as gracious and merciful to others as you would want God to be to you. Number five. Life isn't always getting what you want or being what you want. We all have challenges and limitations, some to greater extent than others. You will have disappointment and rejection, and perhaps more of that than success. Others may even mistreat you. We all have to face the negatives that life brings our way. You will have a choice. You can either act like you're a victim or, or, or overcomer. Trust me when I say life is way more enjoyable when you seek to overcome the obstacles rather than be stopped by them. Even in the darkest times, there is always hope because God is, God knows, and God loves you. Number six, if you want something, work hard for it. Take advantage of any opportunity placed your way. One of the greatest hockey players of all time, Wayne Gretzky, said, You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Nothing comes easy. It won't come by luck or by waiting for someone to be nice enough to give it to you. Practice, study, listen to your teachers and coaches. When success comes, you'll be happy with the hard work. But it starts with having the courage to try. Number seven. What makes America a diverse country isn't how we look on the outside, but our thoughts on the inside. If others can say what they believe, be bold and state what you believe. Your beliefs may offend others, but if you really have freedom of speech, the problem isn't your words. The problem is with the offended. And the same goes for you. Words only harm if you allow them to harm you. You're past the stage where a temper tantrum could be considered cute. Learn to cope with differing beliefs. There are no safe spaces. And don't turn to social media for what to believe. Some influencers post and do the most extreme things just to get followers. When you get to college, you'll discover some PhD professors will do the same thing. Number eight, be more upset with a waste of time than a waste of money. Money will always come back. Time does not. Spend time with others and value relationships. And above all, remember in this finite world of finite resources and finite time, you still have purpose 
because the infinite God made you in his image and loved you enough that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Number nine, since you were a little girl, I always said, before I left for work, always smile, always say hello, always be nice to everyone, and always do your best. If you follow these simple rules, you will discover people, even those who are not your friends, will enjoy being around you. And lastly, number 10. Mom and dad love you very much. We didn't need to have children. We would have more money and a lot less stress. But we have been so blessed to have you as our child and we wouldn't want it any other way. You may not think that when we get into an argument with you. But remember, we wouldn't say no or discipline you if we didn't love you. It may be tough to realize this, but we were once where you are with your grandparents. And although it never thought then we would be saying this, we thank God they cared about us enough to guide us in the right direction. If you want something to consider, think about this. Entertainers, commercials, computer games, social media influencers are ultimately out to make money off of you and trying to steer you in one direction. What money do we gain in telling you to go the opposite? In those times you find it hard to think we love you because you lost a privilege. Remember, we are the ones who always cheer for your accomplishments. We are the ones who fight for you. And although you may never see it, cry when you are hurting. You are the greatest gift God has given us. And we love you very much. So I hope that spurts my ideas for you. If you have any, again, if you want to reach out to me, tell me what you thought about my 10 things I've been meaning to tell you. Um, feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. I'm going to end with this. When I was a baseball player, we would have batting practice. And the coach would say, like, you six guys, you're going to hit first. And he would set up a team in the field with a pitcher out in the mound. And there were times that none of us wanted to bat first. We were all trying to be nice to each other, right? Yeah, you go first. You go first, right? You ever have that, not just batting practice, it probably happens with anything. You know, we, we all want to acquiesce to somebody else. But this isn't batting practice. This is your child, your children. And there are people willing to step up to the plate first. But as their parent, you should look at every other influence in their life and say, I'll be stepping up to the plate first. And share with them the things you believe are important for them to know. Because if you don't do it as their parents, someone else will. Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be someone who's just interested in education and parenting. 
If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students. But good parents love those students, their children, deeply. <laughs>